Magandang araw, Podmates. Isa na naman talakayan tungkol sa mga nagbabagang issue. Ngayon, digmaan sa Ukraine na isang taon na at wala pang katapusan. Anong epekto nito sa ekonomiya natin? Nanawak ba ang gera? Maari bang magkagera sa Asia at posible ba tayong madamay? Para talakayan ng mga yan, kausap ko ngayon ang political scientist si Dr. Aris Arugay, Chair ng Political Science Department sa UP Diliman. Ang magandang araw sa iyo, uh, Professor Arugay. Magandang araw, Hawi. Magandang araw sa iyong mga tagapakinig. Hmm. So, Prof, uh, kailangan namin yung iyong uh, political uh, science perspective dito kasi may isang taon na yung gera sa Ukraine. Ano? Daka marami pang malabo hanggang ngayon. Uh, hindi pa, hindi pa, wala pang liwanag kung paano at, at uh, kailan ito uh, matatapos sa posibleng at posibleng lumawak pa. No? Uh, may nagsasabi pa nga, nga patungo na ito sa isang World War III. Ang uh, Duterte administration, uh, yung dating Duterte administration, may official neutral uh, position dito. Uh, neutrality ang official position niya. Pero alam natin personally, he was an admirer of Russian President uh, Vladimir Putin. Ngayon, si uh, Pangulong Ferdinand Marcos Jr. has uh, pivoted away from neutrality at uh, kumampi sa Ukraine at sa mga kaalyado nito, namely the United States. I know that you disagreed with our neutral position when it came to war uh, in the in the Ukraine. Uh, una, what's wrong with neutrality, Prof? Uh, bakit kailangan may kinakampihan tayo rito na napakalayo naman sa atin itong gerang ito? Meron akong dalawang nakikita ang punto. Unang-una, yung neutrality kasi normally ginagawa yan ng isang bansa kung meron siyang kakayahang talagang itiwalag yung sarili niya sa nangyayari no sa international relations so uh, Switzerland may kasaysayan na neutrality but alam natin na mayamang bansa at self-sufficient siya no kasi when you say neutrality ang ibig sabihin hindi ka pumoposisyon no comment ka sa lahat wala kang uh, uh ngunit sa tingin ko na expose yung problema ng posisyon na yon para sa Pilipinas kasi hindi tayo self-sufficient both economically and in in terms of security no napaka vulnerable natin at kung kayang gawin yon ng Russia at ng isang makapangyarihang bansa no sa maliliit na bansa na expose din yung ating vulnerability bilang isang maliit na bansa eh paano tayo magiging neutral kung tayo naman na yung parang maging Ukraine at ano yung mas mararamdaman natin pag yung ibang bansa ganun yung posisyon sa atin no so i think yung neutrality goes against the diplomatic historical positioning of the philippines because yun dito na ako sa pangalawang punto no blatant violation to ng un charter founding member ng united nations ang pilipinas uh, this is a great threat to the peace and stability of the entire globe at kung titingnan natin yung mga posisyon natin before, hindi tayo naging neutral pag ang inaapin na ay mas maliit na bansa kasi ramdam din natin yun sa ating kasaysayan, sa ating posisyon ngayon na kailangan natin tumindig against violations of international law kasi yun yung identity natin bilang isang bansa. Okay, so uh, yung una, security reason para sa sarili nating uh, interest. No? Yung pangalawa, moral, di ba? Para magkaroon tayong moral standing din uh, sa mundo. No? But during his presidential campaign, si, si Pangulong Marcos was um, 
was siding with the Duterte neutrality position, di ba? Uh, on on uh, the whole range of foreign on foreign policy positions ng uh, Duterte administration, uh, kumampisi pangulong uh, Marcos, no? Uh, do you think he's just suddenly saw the light? Because si Pangulo Marcos has basically pivoted away from a, a number of uh, positions of the Duterte administration. Of course, uh, uh, kaalyado niya yung mga Duterte, no? Uh, of course, Vice President niya si Zara Duterte, yung anak ng dating Pangulo, no? So, uh, do you think he was just, these are just cards he was hiding in his sleeve the whole time? Or, nung once na nakuupo siya, nakita niya talaga yung katotohanan, yung talagang uh, tunay na threat sa Pilipinas at nagbago na yung kanyang pananaw? Pwede yung sagutin ng uh, dalawang perspektibo. No? Sa perspective ng electoral politics, pagkan kumakandidato ka kasi gagawin mo lahat pa mahalal. Eh. So, nung time na yun, very... Uh, popular, ang taas ng trust rating ni President Duterte na any veering away no, from from his positioning, medyo may threat na mababawasan yung boto mo kung ikaw yung kandidato. So I think by the pure logic of trying to win the election, uh, Marcos's positions mirrored no? uh, a lot of the positions of the incumbent uh, president, uh, President Rodrigo Duterte. So yun yung sa domestic side, no, yung political side. Pero from the international relations perspective, iba na rin kasi pag ikaw na yung nagmamaneho nung sasakyan, kung yung sasakyan natin, yung bata natin, no, kaysa yung nakikisakay ka lang. No? I think what what President Marcos has been exposed to is yung increasing vulnerability ng Pilipinas na pag hindi siya pumusisyon sa mga issues na tulad ng Ukraine war tulad ng West Philippine Sea, uh, lalo tong nilalagay yung bansa natin sa panganib. So I think yung yung mas rational yung yung pangalawa, no? Ibig sabihin, inisip niya na, teka, if I remain neutral sa Ukraine war, if I remain silent sa ginagawa ng China's incursions into the West Philippine Sea, mas lalo na, nagiging problema yung seguridad sa bansa. No? So, in his own calculation perhaps and maybe through the influence ng no, kanyang mga uh, nakakausap ng mga bansa no ang kanyang positioning ngayon is uh, Philippines national security first kaya malaking depression niya kay dating presidente Duterte kasi wala siyang bagahe na akay ah, bigan ko si Putin no tatlong beses ako pumunta sa Russia uh, kay by personal ako relasyon sa kanya. Walang ganung klaseng relasyon no? si si President Marcos. And therefore, hindi ganun kahirap na pumanig siya sa Ukraine lalo na na pwede tayong makakita ng parallels, meaning katulad no, na sitwasyon na medyo may malaking bansa na nagsisrete ng ating territorial integrity. Hindi madaling, hindi mahirap makita yung equivalence. Eh. <laughs> well, itong sinasama mong bagahe, no? so-called bagahe ni uh, uh, dating Pangulong Duterte na ka- naging kaibigan niya si Russian President uh, Putin. No? Pinili naman niya yun eh. Pinili niya yun. I mean, no one forced him to visit Russia uh, three times na, na maging admire ni ni Putin. Ano? So, I mean, itong bagahe na to, no? uh, I guess it is just part of this whole uh, positioning ng uh, Pilipinas in the last uh, six years nung, nung administra- administration ni Pangulong uh, uh, Duterte. Ano? 
Uh, but would you say that's a temporary disruption ng ating foreign policy trajectory? Kasi itong sinasabi mo ngang uh, positioning ni Pangulong Marcos ngayon, ano, na pro-US, uh, yun, pro-Western Alliance, no? These are traditional positions uh, na may historical basis and uh, may proof of concept yan, no? I mean, they've just generally kept us safe from uh, invasion, no? Uh, uh, kumbaga, I mean, if 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 uh, it's not broken, uh, why fix it? Of course, that's a matter of perspective then, ano? But would you say na, ano, uh, this, yung, yung panahon ni Pangulong Duterte, that was just a kind of, uh, I mean, historically speaking, I mean, years from now, it's going to look like, oh, that was just a, ma- that was just a, That was just a brief episode in this long foreign policy trajectory. Or, or was it? Is it? Is it more significant than that? Hmm. Sa akin, may role talaga yung personalidad ni di Pangulong Duterte. Kasi kung for, formally speaking, no, hindi naman tayo naging neutral when we voted sa United Nations at uh, sa UN Human Rights Council when when the resolution was to remove Russia as a member of the uh, UN Human Rights Council because of the atrocities in the Ukraine. No? The Philippines, in fact, and Myanmar, ironically, were the only two ASEAN countries who voted for the resolution while yung mga iba na nating kapitbahay sa Southeast Asia abstained. So, ang analysis namin dito is that yung foreign policy bureaucracy natin was also veering away from the personal positioning of President Duterte. At since nasa tail end na yun ng administration ni Duterte, medyo hindi napabayaan na, no? Uh, tama ka na parang traditional yung positioning ni, ni ni President Marcos. But let's also remember that President Duterte's worldview mirrors that of Putin, yung itong challenging the West at itong anti-liberal democracy mentality, yung popular versus populist strongman, medyo merong connect si President Duterte dito eh. Kasi uh, pwede niyang i-trace yung atrocities ng Amerika sa sa Mindanao historically at pati na rin yung hypocrisy no in terms of human rights violations, yung sa drug war niya. I mean, who, who is the US and the West and the EU to criticize when sila din, they have lots of violations of democracy and human rights. So walang ganun si President Marcos and his family especially during the Cold War, was uh, coddled by the West, by the United States. During the Cold War, alam natin to, kasaysayan uh, historically, the US and the West were, were supporting authoritarian governments because back then, the enemy was communism. So kahit rightist authoritarian leader ka, hindi ka masyado i-criticize. And, and because of that, talagang yung linkages ng Marcos family, katulad ni... President Marcos, mas natitrace mo yan sa West more than sa revisionist countries like Russia and China, which Duterte did not necessarily uh, acquire. No? Lalo na kasi hindi naman talaga siya part ng Imperial Manila elite no? that is more linked to the West than President Duterte. Yeah, it's also showed how how the world has, has also changed. No? Kasi nga, Uh, dati, uh, some democracies, uh, just for for practical or pragmatic uh, geopolitical reasons, uh, sided with authoritarians. At these days, uh, the authoritarians seem to be siding with each other, di ba? Uh, 
uh, if you recall, in, si Duterte not just had this personal relationship with Putin, but also Donald Trump. Diba? Donald Trump had a, a similar relation, uh, friendship with Putin or admiration, in fact. Uh, and then, uh, you know, a number of these other uh, populists around the world um, had a you know, similar sentiment about uh, Putin, who kind of, kind of wrote the playbook <laughs> on how to be kind of a long-lasting uh, uh, authoritarian, you know. But what's ironic here is that, sabi mo nga, you know, I mean, in these these days, uh, these uh, you know authoritarians, uh, they kind of have a affinity for each other. But uh, we know that uh, si Pangulo Marcos, uh, you know, he is the son of uh, who, who what is widely known as you know the the dictator of the Philippines uh, uh, in the in the seventies to the eighties, no? So um, so baka may nakakita ng irony jan na uh, bakit siya hindi siya kumakampi kay Putin, di ba? So does that mean uh, yung ating kasulukoy ang pangulo, although you know he has that those family roots, he he's he's trying to create that kind of separation from his father. I mean he wants to show na you know he's uh, he he's not an authoritarian. He's not the kind of leader who will be drawn to the likes of Putin and will actually side with you know a pro democracy uh, leader like. Uh, Zelensky in in Ukraine. I think a big difference between President Duterte and President Marcos. President Duterte is more upfront and mas sa kanya hindi niya kailangang uh, balutin yung kanyang uh, political leanings into something that is more acceptable or is more performative, no? And see, uh, let's uh, let's uh, trace back, no? Uh, President Marcos Senior tried to put some legalistic democratic trappings into martial law. Kaya marami, kaya diba parang uh, it's authoritarianism but constitutional in nature. So itong lip service to, to and rhetoric of, of democracy, of uh, uh, democratic governance, parang nasa playbook din to ng mga Marcoses eh, that they don't really need to smash and to directly antagonize uh, democratic institutions. But that's not the only way you erode democratic institutions. You could also do a, a paying lip service to them, meaning, kunyari sa panlabas, no, merong ganitong klaseng facade, merong ganitong klaseng posturing o yung democratic performativity, sabi nga sa amin sa, sa, socio, sabi nga ng mga sociologists. But in reality, you're not doing anything really to defend or improve democracy at home. So, pag, pag panlabas, parang may palabas ka na uh, wala akong tinatapakan ng mga institusyon ng demokrasya. Pero ibang klase, pag, pag nagkukaiba at pag tinitigan mo talaga no, yung, yung kalagayan ng bansa. Kumbaga, si, si Pangulong Marcos uh, has a less personalized style no, when it comes to foreign policy. no. I mean, uh, he's not going to curse world leaders uh, unlike his... Uh, Unlike his predecessor, no. But at the same time, he has tried to change the game a little bit, no. Uh, well, maybe in a big way when he, when uh, he named his first uh, uh, national policy, national security advisor, uh, was a political scientist like yourself, no. See, si, uh, Professor Clarita Carlos, and uh, however, she was edged out supposedly by the you know military and security establishment, criticized as as not having any military uh, background uh, etc so kumbaga this 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 effort by 
President Marcos to think out of the box, let's put it that way, no? uh, was um, in a way even vetoed or, or canceled out no? uh, uh, or at least in opposed ng security establishment natin. So we're really back on this traditional, very conventional um, uh, foreign policy trajectory and, sec- and, and the ways of uh, thinking about security. Yeah, I think ganito, I mean, even if we say that the Marcoses were removed from power, but if you look at look at them as a dynasty, they've they've always been integrated, no, with the political class of the entire country. Kaya nga hindi mo talaga ma matisentangle eh, yung mga Marcoses with the with the political establishment in the country, even after martial law, no. So minsan yung mga appointments niya ititrace mo eh na parang you can actually even if they've been appointed by other presidents matitrace mo pa rin na ah may meron pa rin connection to with with the Marcos family because the Marcoses have truly never left power and and continue and has remained integrated no with the dynastic ecosystem of of Philippine politics where, whereas uh, his predecessor, si uh, former President uh, Duterte, was really out of those circles, no? Ay talagang he he was uh, an outsider. Balikan ko lang tong gera sa Ukraine, no? Na, um, may posibilidad ba na lalawak pa ang gera? I mean, it's it's been a year, and there's no end in sight. Uh, in fact, there's now talk that um, lalong tumitindi, no? Yung gera. Uh, despite so many so many casualties, so many deaths on both sides, so much ammunition spent, mukang there are even reports that the global production of weapons no cannot keep up with the use of the of the ammunition uh, in Ukraine. So possibly pang uh, lumawak itong gerang ito. Hawi na tuturo ako ng international relations. Siguro for almost 15 years na no, and there was a time na yung uh, consensus no, sa, inter, sa pag-aaral ng international relations that the years of the age of conventional warfare is over because may nuclear weapons ka na at yung susunod na gera between major powers will will be the end of civilization kasi nuclear war na. No? But what we're seeing in the uh, invasion of Ukraine is that pwede pa rin conventional warfare can still exist short of nuclear warfare and i'm sure si even si putin is surprised na until now kasi siguro ang calculation nila na mabilis lang no Be, uh, itong gera na to mabilis lang masasakop yung ukraine yep kasi sa teorya sa international relations oftentimes non-democratic or authoritarian leaders sila yung prone to miscalculation when when going to war at yung mga democratic countries mas maganda yung record nila kasi mas available yung information no uh, mas transparent mas may mga checks uh, so that when they decide uh, uh, mas mas sigurista sila no compared sa mga dictators what we're seeing right now and tatagal ba to at kasi Maraming debate to no na is this a new cold war kasi nung cold war may mga proxy wars diba yung gera sa Vietnam was actually uh internal siya pero it's actually the US versus the Soviet Union during that time the greatest fear right now at uh sinapi to no sa isang malaking 
conference on security, global security sa Munich no? a few days ago, is that China will participate. No? And this is why uh, U.S. State Secretary Blinken said na uh, warn China not to get involved because the moment it gets involved, then what, ha- what is happening in Ukraine will truly be a proxy war. Meaning, it's Russia is there, but China will be there helping Russia, so allegedly, and Europe and the U.S. on the side of Ukraine. At kung mangyari yun, lalong tatagal itong gerang to. Kasi mag- marami ka ng players, marami ka ng ibang bansa, and the more lives will will uh, will uh, will suffer, will be lost, and yung ating disruptions on supply chains, on energy, uh, will continue. So, ito yung hinihiling ngayon eh, na magkaroon sana ng constraint. No? Because uh, in wars, hindi mo na maiiwasan yan pag nagsimula na yan. Eh, no? uh, one decision will lead to another and magigising na lang tayo that um, it, it is no longer a war in that part of the world but wag naman sana mangyari but it will be a, a larger, uh, a war of a larger scale that will involve more countries apart from Russia and the UK. <laughs> well, nabanggit po kanina na uh, dictators uh, are often more prone to miscalculation ano? because uh, they're, they mostly surround themselves with yes-men. Kaya, you know, diktador eh, di ba? <laughs> Democratic systems are noisier. There's a, you hear opposition voices. There's usually a free press, etc. No? In Putin's case, I heard that because of the pandemic, he, he was even more isolated, no? Uh, you know, for for health protocol reasons, uh, so he, so bukod doon sa uh, yung mga even the yes men uh, got fewer, no? So uh, wala talaga makakalusot na na mga opposing uh, point of view or even uh, any kind of uh, serious uh, advice, no? But that raises the question of how rational he is, no? Kasi nga ayan uh, ang isang uh, nakakatakot dito, eh, na kasi you you hear na oh, he's not going to use nuclear weapons because uh, that that would mean the mutual destruction of you know the U.S. and Russia, uh, but that's a rational way of thinking, no? Because uh, I heard uh, an, an analyst say na for Putin to do that would be suicidal, diba? We shouldn't forget that there are, there have been dictators who have committed suicide, no? I mean Hitler did <laughs> when he saw that he was going to lose. So talagang uh, uh, instead of surrendering, he committed suicide, diba? So that that's that's of course one possible uh scenario here and and uh, the scenario where you know um Putin would actually you know do, do that diba? the nuclear literally the nuclear option you know but uh, aside from that no i mean parang I, i've heard that uh i've read that um in a way ukraine has already won mm-hmm. uh it's it's just a matter of time so itong Russia what what it's um what it's fighting for is just pride. In fact, um uh, Ukraine it, it has been rolling them back in a way uh, at great cost of course, no. So the question here is ano ba talagang motivation? What's the what's the game plan here? It's sabi mo um kanina very often leaders uh, act on personal impulse, diba? Citing some examples. Putin of course has been citing, you know, security issues, uh you know, the bogeyman of uh uh, Nazism in Ukraine, which we know uh, it's probably not true because uh, 
Zelensky himself is Jewish, so why would he be a Nazi, diba? Anong tingin mo rito? I mean, what's what's the possible game plan of Russia here? Because uh, their motivation would help explain uh, where this war is going. The the analysis of some, pag pinakinggan mo yung mga pro-Russia narratives that even you, and some of these narratives are uh, have, have been called as disinformation. No? Uh, during the start of the war, there were a lot of narratives that Russia, this is actually a defensive war launched by by Russia because uh, ang perception niya, and this is why in international security perceptions matter more than realities, ang perception niya, it, they are being encircled by NATO, nitong military alliance in in Europe, of which the U.S. is a primary uh, convener as well. Na ang, kaya nga ang greatest fear nila from the Russian side is if Ukraine becomes a member of NATO, that will complete the encirclement. And 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 ang feeling ng Russia, this is the Cold War all over again. No? Europe being uh uniting against uh Russia with the with the help of the United States. And therefore they are simply taking charge of Ukraine, instituting ang una nilang objective regime change, debate para maglagay ng kasi they tried putting a pro Russia na na natanggal naman ng Orange Revolution so in a way the idea here at dito mo makikita na despite uh, everything there is still a modicum of domestic support for the by Russians kasi nga ang in their minds this they are being threatened and Putin is actually their hero for standing up against the West and not only that for doing everything to protect Russia's security uh, interests so what country is next no i mean assuming manalo yung russia dito or even if they don't win yet in in ukraine or don't win at all in ukraine may lumalabas na reports na moldova is next no uh, kumbaga may domino maaring mm. may domino effect dito sa europa and that's also what's making uh, countries further west uh, including NATO countries uh, nervous right right kasi parang ang lalabas nito and this is why if you notice after what happened in Ukraine a lot of other European countries na hindi naman sila aligned started to consider NATO membership meaning some countries in the Baltics have started the process of uh, of of choosing a side no uh, and 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 uh, they want to be protected because they feel na if if Ukraine falls, no, uh, the other countries that used to be part of the Soviet Union will be next. And um, uh, this creeping ah of of Russia, kaya mat- malakas yung narrative sa Russia itself kasi parang nire-reclaim lang ng Russia yung empire na nawala na... Uh, for them, kasalanan to ng U.S. because the U.S. have no westernized and have democratized and made them liberal democracies. A lot of these European countries. That's the that's the fear of a lot of the neighboring European countries. So even Poland for, for for some reason. But we must also remember that such an such the uh, uh, a situation between a big hegemonic country like Russia and a small country like Ukraine. Marami itong parallels no, sa iba't ibang parte ng mundo, no? 
countries that have territorial disputes, countries that have uh, maritime uh, issues with each other. And uh, when when the uh, invasion of Ukraine happened, hindi hindi naging mahirap na i-relate to sa mismo, in fact, sa sitwasyon natin sa Pilipinas. Kaya nga, part ng disinformation, meron din tayo dito sa local, may nagsasabi na tama yung neutrality kasi pag kumampit tayo sa Ukraine, it gives daw a go signal to countries like China to invade us. And tama na maging neutral na wala tayong kakampian kasi we are going to have retaliation kung sakali, which is of course not true. But naging parte ng disinformation na naka-alkla naka din na we should not fight the wars of the US and the West. So tama lang na maging neutral tayo. But we all know that neutrality always favors the aggressor. Huh? So claro dito that Russia was not provoked. Russia did an invasion no? and it was a uh, an act of uh, usurpation of ter- of the t- territorial integrity of another state, a smaller state, a weaker state na kung walang disinformation, dapat ang ang sensitivity natin mga Pilipino, dapat nasa Ukraine kasi tayo araw-araw na may incursion sa ating teritoryo at sa ating uh, areas of our country where we have sovereign rights. It happens every day. So bakit tayo kumakampid sa aggressor? No, yun yung matinding ano doon eh. But because we live in an age of disinformation, na distort na lahat including uh yung lived experiences natin as a small country who has been bullied and continues to be bullied, no? By a stronger state. Okay, balikan ko lang tong uh punto mo about uh, neutrality no? And uh, I'll play a little de- devil's advocate here and I know you're a student of history then, no? And And let's go further back in history to uh, the start of World War II. May nagsasabi kasi na kung hindi tayo colony ng U.S., uh, I guess uh, not just allied with the U.S., an actual part of the territory of the U.S., hindi tayo sana uh, binomba ng, ng Japan at in-invade at in-occupy. No? Uh, if we had been uh, neutral, uh, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't, Manila would not have been like one of the most destroyed <laughs> Uh, cities uh, uh, in the world, no? May, may validity ba yung, yung point of view na yun? Or do you think for some, re- for some reason naging uh, neutral tayo uh, nung uh, 1940s ay uh, lulusobin pa rin tayo ng Japan? Marahil may, I would, I would agree na marahil hindi tayo pinulbos, lalo na ng Manila. Kasi diniklare na natin siyang open city, no? And other Southeast Asian capitals were did not experience uh, such uh, aggression uh, and complete no neutralization by Japan. Pero yung sabi na Japan could have left us and could have you know uh, not invaded us is a total misnomer because at irerelate ko to sa ngayon no yung geopolitical location ng Pilipinas. Hindi natin pwedeng baguhin ang geography natin eh, yung lugar natin sa mapa no. We uh, whether it's a curse or a blessing, hindi natin pwedeng hilahin yung Pilipinas away from its current position. Yung yung geopolitical location natin has always been very crucial in any form of power projection in Asia. 
Kaya kung titignan mo, bakit dito nilagay right after World War II yung mga yung pinakamalaking US bases in the Asia Pacific? Bakit China is is incursing uh, is is violating our maritime space kasi parte tayo ng geostrategy ng ng China on its eastern frontier yung island chain uh, strategy no so in other words pag sinabi natin nag neutral tayo iiwan ba tayo at peace ng mga superpowers i highly doubt that because given where we are in the map we will be pulled in in any form of game superpower game or major power game in the region kasi nga kung nasaan po tayo na nakalagay sa mapa so given that reality kailangan yung polisiya natin nakaangkla how do we protect our national interest given this reality no na hindi tayo iiwan at uh, na lang no? at peace ng mga superpowers ito makikialam at makikialam they will try to influence us the strategy is not to pray that they don't leave us alone the strategy is or hope the strategy is given that they will not leave us alone what should we do in order to defend and protect our national interests. Okay, well, nabanggit mo nga na may parallels no na, na sa ibang lugar, uh, sa ibang bahagi ng mundo yung nagaganap ngayon sa sa Ukraine. No? And, when, and in particular, you mentioned China no uh, which uh, which uh, has been claiming territories not currently under their control or they're trying to control them or they're in the process of controlling them no depending on what you're referring to. But uh, their their biggest goal right now is a is a takeover of Taiwan no uh, and Taiwan is being compared to Ukraine in a way no na parang uh, ang sinasabi ng iba ay China is looking closely at uh, what is happening in Ukraine to see whether uh, Ukraine will receive uh, uh, enough assistance to defend itself etc and of course uh, China, China is being compared to Russia being the uh, the aggressor with you know imperial uh, goals so how do you think the ukraine war is affecting the way china is thinking planning do you think uh, their their decisions in the next few years or maybe months could depend on the outcome of the war in ukraine hmm. very interesting yung ano na yon kasi maraming moving pieces dito no because we all know that wars take a uh, toll on the resources no and mobilization capacity of a country and if you're a country regardless of whether you're a small middle or superpower you don't want to fight two wars at that time no so kaya nga uh, when china was warned not to be not to be involved in the war on ukraine i think on china's part ay nasa wala din sa kanilang rational uh, rationality to participate in the Ukraine war knowing that something could happen in the or they could decide no so, uh, to to do something uh, along the 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 strait of Taiwan no uh, and um kasi marami namang pwedeng possibilities sa Taiwan eh hindi lang naman outright invasion yo no pwede naman blockade pwedeng regime change pwede naman disarm lang yung major weapons cap- uh, uh, aggressive capabilities ng 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 Taiwan no but uh kung ako rin ng America I also do not like that a war on the Taiwan Strait will happen because 
I will also be overstretched. No? So, sa tingin ko, uh, magandang, hindi naman maganda, no? but the restraint is there because one war at present in the world is already affecting us no? massively. Supply chains, energy, uh, economically, no? inflationary pressures. What more if we have two? <laughs> at hindi naman sa pagano kung may mangyari sa Taiwan Strait, malaking epekto sa ating bansa. Much larger than the Ukraine because of the proximity, but as well as because of the possible players involved. No? China, the US, and Taiwan itself. No? Let's, na, na, let's start with the 150,000 Filipinos in the Taiwan Island. No? So, I mean, saan po, kung, paano mo i-repatriate yun? Uh, <laughs> kung sakaling magkaroon ng full-blown crisis no, sa island. And And if you're Taiwanese and magkaroon ng refugee crisis, ano yung pinakamalapit na bansa? Mm, tayo. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And ito yung nakakalimutan ng marami, we are obligated under international law to accept them because we are the only Southeast Asian country who signed the Convention on Statelessness and the, the, the uh, Convention on Refugees. Kasi yun yung kasaysayan din natin, di ba? We accepted all these refugees coming in from the Jews during the Holocaust to the Vietnamese during the Vietnam War. Kasi nga, we, we have signed, no? Uh, and we try to be a haven, a sanctuary for stateless persons uh, in terms of our diplomatic history. Mm-hmm. Well, yun na nga, no? Ka, you know, ch- uh, China, parang may Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde uh, personality ito, no? Because of its uh, economic... Uh, uh, interconnections now with the rest of the world no uh, it's got a very powerful economy that that's dependent on on trade and and good relations with the rest of the world no and dami yang provocations no so parang that's that's something that uh, i guess there, that's also an internal struggle in china no i'm sure there are some hawks hawks there are hawks versus doves uh, struggles struggles there and there are hawks probably mga warmongers sa china na parang trying to push the chinese leaders to you know, take, taking uh, what's what they think is historically theirs. No, yung yung of Taiwan is one, of course, and then there are other, there are islands all over the 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 Pacific. Uh, in you know, in, especially in the South China Sea. You know, so who do you think will will win out here? No, because um, a lot of these uh, countries' uh, aggressive actions are driven actually by domestic politics. That's what that's what some analysts are saying about Russia. No, I mean it's not really uh, security that's their main concern. It's it's um. Or external security, it's it's Putin's um, paranoia about uh, his own power <laughs> uh, in the, the in the Russia's domestic scene. Mm-hmm. Right, right. In fact, kaya nga merong nagsasabi that because uh, sa international relations, may tinatawag tayong the diversionary theory of war. No, a lot of leaders declare war or or starts adventures, uh, aggressive adventures in foreign policy to gain domestic legitimacy. So. Uh, because yung rally round the flag effect, no meaning, ah, may kalaban tayo, so let's unite. Wag na natin isipin na unpopular ako or na marami akong corruption na ginawa kasi mas may malaking kalaban. No? And this is the, this they say, hey, this is one of the main provocations for China to be aggressive on Taiwan because at present, medyo merong uh, uh, pressures the, uh, uh, yung, yung nangyari sa COVID-19 policy ng China. So therefore, the Communist Party, including Xi Jinping, is not as popular as before. And therefore, kailangan ng new sources of legitimacy, which 
a a a war that will claim their renegade province Taiwan is something that will unite and makakalimutan matatakpan na yung mga um policy failures no ng Chinese Communist Party lalo na no pagdating ng ng COVID so tama ka no talaga may domestic basis ang foreign policy adventures uh, ng lalo na ng mga both no authoritarian and, and even democratic countries just remember at the height of the Monica Lewinsky scandal Bill Clinton uh, supported the bombing of uh, Yugoslavia no and, and the Balkans so so uh, he kailangan natin include do no that uh, these countries these governments often their play in the chess of global affairs is a move dictated by their play in their domestic game of chess back home. You know, one of the things that's that's hard to understand is, uh, you know, Ch- China uh, meron siyang kind of official uh, gestures of, you know, friendship and, you know, nice words about the Philippines. And then you've got this, you know, kind of a military laser attack on the Philippine Coast Guard. Of course, on the Chinese side, they're saying, ano lang yan, that's a, we were doing something much more innocent, like measuring distance, uh, ganyan ganyan, no. But uh, it was regarded as an aggressive act, no, by our coast guard, no. So, parang are some of Chinese China's forces kind of acting like acting rogue? Ano ba to rogue or parang may utos yung galing sa taas na, uy, uh, ano, uh, suntutin niyo yung coast guard nila para malaman na wag sila masyadong uh, gumagala dito. Uh, you know, uh, parang it just seems so heavy-handed and e- even clumsy. No, because it's not winning them any pogi points uh, with anyone. And then, i-deny pa nila yung parang obvious. May video naman, di ba? I mean, uh, tapos, there are doctors who are saying that that laser, that type of laser can actually cause blindness, no? I mean, uh, etc. Right, right. I think na uh, caught off guard yung China dito na hindi kala nila eh, hindi aalma yung Pilipinas because that was the, our behavior before no? under the previous administration na kahit anong gawing incursion may mga pinanggana na fishermen sign it no? uh, nagulat hindi naman siguro nagulat but they did not anticipate the the summoning I think of the ambassador and, and beyond the diplomatic protest so they had to scramble and think of ways to an alibi no? so yung alibi na ay hindi nagdanapigit lang kami I mean I'm sorry, we were not born yesterday, no? Hindi uh, ko alam kung sino na, napapaniwala mong ganun na excuse. But where what what is happening really at debate to, no? Kasi wala rin tayong masyadong information on what happens inside China actually, di ba? May nagsasabi that hindi naman ganun ka tindi yung control ano, ng Chinese Communist Party with the entire uh, Chinese government that some actions might actually be bureaucratic political decisions of certain institutions no in this case coast guard but we all know yung chinese coast guard kasi strategy na nila yan na kunyari coast guard but they're actually deputized and authorized by the 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 military by the PLA navy hindi din natin pwedeng sabihin na adiretso from beijing yung nangyayari na yun because i'm sure uh napakadaming matters na na pinagkakabalan ng Beijing but we also cannot deny the fact no that Beijing the government of Xi Jinping is trying to legitimize and trying to to turn the tables around in saying that it's actually the Philippines that is uh incursing into the territory 
of China and not the matagal na nilang strategy to eh, na parang sinay pa yung uh, agreed nasa tapa o mm-hmm. nasa tapa when when all their behavior and uh, says otherwise <laughs> could it be na sumusundot sila ng ganon to see how the US will respond because after all we do have a mutual defense treaty uh, with the United States no uh, hindi pa malinaw kung uh, ano yung coverage non but uh, in this case even though the Philippine side has been saying or at least the coast guard uh, uh, has been saying that was an aggressive act no against them the the US has not uh, done anything to retaliate i mean may mga you know <laughs> May mga supportive words para sa Pilipinas, pero beyond that, uh, uh, wala siyang uh, ginawa. So, if that was that was part of the tactics ng uh, China, then uh, they were effective. They effectively learned na walang gagawin yung Amerika uh, if it does something like that. So, they can actually uh, es- keep escalating until until they've reached the 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 patience of uh, the, the point the limits of the patience of of America if 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 the US intends to retaliate at all for for anything no dito sa mutual defense treaty right right i think the latest news is that now there are exploratory talks on joint coast guard drill in the west philippine sea between the philippines and the us but apart beyond the us alam natin that our coast guard is also significantly receiving help from japan kaya nga very critical yung trip ni President Marcos at Japano a few weeks ago that what what he is I think no and and hopefully tama tama yung basa po sa strategiyam ng administrasyon na to that it is not simply putting the country in the middle of US China rivalry na parang either or lang either pumili tayo sa China or sa US but there's actually more uh, plurality more diversity in terms of taking security partners or or countries that we can cooperate with. So, for example, yung sa Japan na Coast Guard uh, assistance, actually, matagal na yun, no? Even during the time of Duterte, no? For some reason, Duterte doesn't see Japan as uh, as 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 negative and as threatening as the United States or other Western powers. And because of that, no, gradually, no, yung Coast Guard capability natin, although malayo pa rin siya, no, sa panapat sa China and all, but I think there's now an increasing realization that if China's game is to use Coast Guard uh, ships to harass, then kahit pa paano man lang matapatan natin no, in terms of our Coast Guard. So in fact, that's good because it it demilitarizes the conflict, no? Coast Guard to Coast Guard yung magiging ano. But of course, we all know, pag sa international relations, pag tinatapatan mo kasi, then it escalates. No? At yun yung iniiwasan natin no? that it it escalates further to the point that a mere accident could be seen as an act of aggression. Well, itong uh, itong provocations ng China which have been which have been going on for for a, a while now but uh, you know recently there been a number of uh, Chinese uh, fighter planes that have been uh, detected crossing the the air defense zone ng Taiwan no uh, these these are these are clear signals no so why would it why would china want to signal a, an invasion if that's really part of their plan or ano to paper tiger lang ba in china na we're thinking that taiwan will just you know uh, will just fold 
uh, because uh, nakakita sila ng mga fighter fighter jets from from China. Ano ano bang ano bang point nila? I mean, you know, Chi- China has been provoking uh, here and there, no? Ano bang what's that accomplishing ba? Just to show that they can do it, di ba? Lalam nagiging na praning yung mga uh, neighboring countries niya. Right, right. Yung yun sa Taiwan very complicated na isiyan for China, kasi as far as they are concerned, Taiwan is the only missing piece kasi na, na, nabalik na sa kanila yung Hong Kong, di ba? They have literally occupied the entire South China Sea. No? So, Taiwan seems to be the the missing piece no? to the, the China dream no? na maging Middle Kingdom. No? So, uh, very complicated yun. And, and Taiwan is not just any other country. It's a wealthy, well-developed, liberal democracy that is the total opposite of the form of governance in China. But I think yung signaling na ganon, marahil, no? at na-illustrate to yung recent local elections in Taiwan wherein the ruling party of the president, ni Tsai Ing-wen, lost. No? And that prompted her to in resign from her party. What China at the very least wants is a friendlier government in Taipei to China. And uh, so that they may not even need to do military action. And if, kung pagbabasihan itong latest local elections in Taiwan, baka mag-shift to the Kuomintang Party again, yung maging ruling party in Taiwan. And and that might also, is that might be something that the U.S. might want for the short term because that will not drag the U.S. to a war with China over Taiwan because if the U.S. refused to help Taiwan, kung sakali, kasi may mutual defense, may Taiwan Act, diba? Uh, mawawalan talaga na ng credibility ang U.S. And sa atin, if, if, tai- if, if the U.S. refuses to help Taiwan in times of a Chinese invasion, lalo tayong hindi maniniwala that the U.S. will do the same pag tayo naman yung nagkaroon ng security threat. Basically, ang sinasabi mo, part of the reason for these provocations is to kind of influence domestic politics in Taiwan. And in a, in a way, way, it was effective. Okay. So, kung sakaling tuloy-tuloy itong pagkakaroon ng you know, friendlier governments in Taiwan towards, friendlier towards China, you know, would a better case scenario be a peaceful reunification uh, between Taiwan and China? For a while, there was uh, in Hong Kong, di ba? Parang two systems, one country. Sabi mo nga, Taiwan is a liberal democracy with a free press and free elections and all of that, which you don't have in China. Um, there could be an agreement where China will will just respect that system, but um, Taiwan will con- declare itself a province of China, for example. Possibling that could help dissolve a lot of these tensions. Possibling, is there a prospect for that? It's a possibility, but it will be the defeat of democracy around the world. Kasi parang, defeat of democracy. Okay. Yeah, around the world. Because if you have a thriving democracy that in which other democracies allowed it to be undemocratic and to be returned to a country that it will surely repress, as what we have seen in Hong Kong, it gives a signal na we can sacrifice countries for our pure strategic interests. No? So, 
sa tingin ko, if, if the U.S. also did not do anything and allowed this peaceful, I and and in my own uh, analysis, it, it won't be peaceful because having been to Taiwan many times, the Taiwanese there believe they're no longer Chinese, no? that they have a distinct identity. And uh, having a, pro, a friendlier government, friendlier to Beijing, doesn't mean that they subscribe to the to Xi Jinping and to the the governance and the the culture of of China because iba na rin sila no uh, and this is why uh, some Taiwanese will surely not accept this and so kung magakaiting peaceful reunification sa akin magig maaring magkaroon pa rin ng problema doon eh it might be a civil war within Taiwan if that is the case because some Taiwanese will not accept a peaceful re- uh, reunification and if China invades Taiwan, do you think the Taiwanese will fight China the way the Ukrainians are currently fighting Russia? Yeah. I mean, all public opinion polls in, in Taiwan right now are hindi naman tinanong whether you will defend Taiwan. But, but normally, yung mga tanong hindi kasing hindi provocative kasi syempre. Pag nagtanong pa sa survey nun at nalaman ng Beijing yun, medyo, uh, uh, it will be complicated. Ang tanong is, uh, what identity do you affiliate and and increasingly over time the chinese identity has been on the decline and a lot kaya nga the taiwanese no longer even want to call their country republic of china no kasi dati yun yung official name diba uh dila supposedly but they they want to be called taiwan because over the years they have evolved their society their institutions evolved uh far away from the Chinese model that China is trying to peddle to the world. Yung, yung uh, state-sponsored capitalism, but uh, socialist yung, uh, yung but authoritarian no? politically. No? Ito yung formula na gusto nilang ibenta. No? And may, may following yan dito sa Pilipinas. Diba? Na parang okay lang na wala na tayong mga karapatan. Basta mag-develop this, this type of duality between development and democracy. It's actually China that is the primary example right now that it is trying to export. That you don't need democracy, you just need development. So itong pag-pivot ni Pangulong Marcos no, from the Duterte foreign policy positions uh, on a range of things, no, do you think it's made the Philippines more secure? I think it made us somehow, no, uh, so far ha, kasi very early pa lang, no? And, and uh, I think there's still going to be a lot of changes because if we look at the first few months of the Duterte administration, ganun din naman, di ba? He also challenged the orthodoxy. But eventually, it did not, in my assessment, it did not lead to a defense and protection of our national interest. I don't think anyone who studies Philippine foreign and security policy can declare that we are our national interests were better secured after six years of the Duterte administration. So, in this regard, it seems like the Marcos administration's steps are correct in terms of uh, protecting our national interests. But, ang tanong dito is, are these going to be consistent moves? Or this is just for now, until some events happen, and maaari pang magbago. At Dahil nga, mahina yung mga institusyon natin, itong mga decisions na to, madali din siyang mabago, madali din siyang ma- mabaliktan. No? So, I am 
I am still uh hope I, I'm still you know we still need to monitor and, and to see what the next moves are but let us also remember that foreign policy in the country is not simply made by the president that there are a lot of other actors involved and alam natin that there are some no institutions in the country that have already been influenced by China and therefore they will not simply watch <laughs> and accept if a government starts to be very critical and very antagonistic towards China. Okay. Malinaw. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your time and perspective. Dr. Aris Arugay, a political science professor at UP Diliman. It's been a pleasure. Mabuhay ka. Marami pong salamat.